You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Listen up, Ohio, because this is a test from Pepsi. If you call Seabus Seatown, you're not from Ohio. If you don't know the Blue Jackets actually have a fifth line, you're not from Ohio. And if you don't know what to say when someone yells OH, you're not from Ohio. We know this because at Pepsi, we are from Ohio. In fact, we bottle ice cold Pepsi right here in Seabus. So when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it, grab a Pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. I'm Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. We're bringing you the most complete and hilarious Yanks chat you'll find anywhere. This is the Yanks Go Yard podcast, courtesy of Fansite. Happy Friday, everybody, but not really. Uh, we're back for another episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast on uh, this lowly Friday. Uh, Thomas Carinante here uh, with my co-host Adam Weinrib. And uh, we're reeling yet again. Um, it's becoming a complaint podcast, but uh, we have another loss, uh, blowing a three-run lead to the Mets on Thursday. And things are not looking good, especially because we have all these games coming up against the Jays, and uh, we're, we're tied with them in the standings right now. Um, so before we get into this and start yelling about everything, uh, would love if you guys would head over to Apple Podcasts. Um, iTunes or Spotify on Apple Podcasts. You can give us a five-star review. Um, you can write something there in the comments for us. Drop us a mailbag question. The same process as it is every time. We've been seeing a lot of downloads over the last week, especially. Um, so we're appreciating the love. We'd love to see more. Uh, we want to get some more fans engaged. So um, at this point for Yankees baseball, it's spin the wheel and whoever it lands on, we're just going to blame because that's the way the last two weeks have been, two plus weeks have been going. And uh, there's really no end in sight right now, right, Adam? Yeah, as the great Jerry Seinfeld once said, uh, the 2020 Yankees know how to take the lead, but they don't know how to hold the lead. And that's really the most important part of the lead. Uh, yeah, watching this team is, is no fun. It's a, it's a joyless slog. Uh, they set up their rotation after the last Mets series 
which ended with that morale-boosting doubleheader sweep. Yeah, how about all that morale? Certainly got boosted. Love, love when the morale gets boosted and it affects later games. Not at all. Um, they set up the rotation for the Rays series as they should have, and, and we said, you know, before this begins, whatever happens, happens, but they did it right. You know, they got this doubleheader on Friday, and so they've got Cole Tanaka Montgomery uh, going against their division rival, and Jay Happ, who just shut out the Mets for seven and a third, going against the Mets again in kind of this sandwich game. Um, and then Cole immediately gets knocked around. They win the Tanaka game. Thank goodness, because the tenor of this conversation is a little different if they don't. Uh, Jordan Montgomery doesn't record an out before allowing four runs. And Jay Happ blows a 4-0 lead, as he's wont to do, reminding everyone before the bullpen ultimately blew this game that the games where Jay Happ doesn't blow a huge lead are the outlier games. So far, five starts this year, the one brilliant start against the Mets and a win against the Red Sox. Uh, and then a game in Philly where he blew a three-run three lead, game in Baltimore where he blew a 5-0 lead down to 5-4, and this Mets game where he blew a 4-0 lead uh, to 4-4. You can't trust Hap to hold leads. You shouldn't have to trust Hap to hold leads. Uh, somebody showed a very effective uh, breakdown of Hap's potential starts for the rest of the year, indicating that if he were to go on regular rest from here on out, he's going to end up with nine starts, which is pretty funny. Uh, it shows that the Yankees maybe did things right and managed Hap's innings and starts properly, so he's going to fall one short of the vesting option uh, because the, he's, he's not good. Um, and the main problem with this Yankees team right now is they're not good. The, the players aren't very good. Uh, it doesn't really affect how I view 2021 and 2022. I think those are still going to be great years and the window's still pretty wide open. I'm not, not going to catch me being down on the franchise's future, uh, or at least immediate future, but the current team is bad. The, the players are, are bad. Um, Luke Voigt and Gio Urshel are, are the two best players. Clint Frazier's also been pretty good. And DJ. Uh, Voight, uh, yeah. Voight and Urshela both are clearly hobbling. They're, they're battling some sort of nagging injuries. Urshela hit a, a tie-breaking single yesterday, didn't run to first. Voight's got self-professed foot stuff. So there's like three guys on this team, and two of them are hurt and playing hurt. Um, Glaber Torres comes back this weekend, apparently. That's great. Um, you know, I thought they were rushing DJ back. I think they're rushing Glaber back, too. Um, and we'll be proven wrong, I guess, at some point, or proven right. Um, but, yeah, uh, I mean, this, this Yankees team, the last 14 games they've played spread out across several weeks because, you know, we, we can't even have nice things schedule-wise. So we've got these nonsense games crammed, like five games crammed into a two-day period. Last 14 games, they have blown a lead of some size you know take a lead blow listen up ohio because this is a test from pepsi if you call cbus c-town you're not from ohio if you don't know the blue jackets actually have a fifth line you're not from ohio and if you don't know what to say when someone yells oh you're not from ohio we know this because at pepsi we are from ohio in fact we bottle ice cold pepsi right here in cbus so when you're thirsty for something that says you're from here and proud of it grab a pepsi and say here's to OHIO, where Pepsi and life are oh so refreshing. In nine of them, and the other five, they never held a lead. So that, that's five losses without holding a lead at any time, and nine games in which they've blown a big lead. Um, a big meaning larger, big meaning impactful, one nothing in the second to last inning, etc. So even the wins, or they're four and ten over that stretch, even the wins have been unpleasant. There's never been a positive top-to-bottom game 
And now we're left scoreboard watching the Detroit Tigers. You know, the scoreboard watching has evolved uh, over the past three weeks. We went from checking the Rays to the Rays leaving us in the dust. Who cares? Now we're checking the Blue Jays to the Blue Jays tying us up because the Red Sox uh, can't hold a 2 nothing lead yesterday. Thank you, Boston. You guys are the best rooting for you. The worst time of the year is when you have to root for the decrepit Boston Red Sox they to can't help do us it. By, by beating some other teams. They never do, ever. Uh, so now we're tied with the Jays. Uh, got to put the Jays in the, you know, we're in their rearview mirror now because they've got the momentum and we don't. So now we got to scoreboard watch the Tigers, who uh, are the ninth seed right now. To think that you could expand the playoffs to eight teams – eight teams in the American League and institute a 60-game season, and there's a chance the Yankees and Red Sox both miss, that's deranged. Because there's a chance. You guys got to prepare. Like, I don't know if you want to watch this game, this team play playoff games or not, but you got to prepare not to because there's definitely a chance they don't make the postseason. Yeah, especially with 10 games. We haven't played the Blue Jays yet. 10 games coming up against them, um, and that's problematic because they're playing good baseball, and we are doing the opposite of that. Uh, my biggest problem with this entire slide right now is number one, the bullpen. Six blown saves in 12 games. That's a 50% you suck rate. Um, 13 home runs. I, 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 has any other, we have the best bullpen in the league, and this is what is happening. Um, sure, yes, we've had injuries. Uh, Chapman is still, I guess, working himself back, whatever. Britain was on the IL. Chad Green went through a little bit of a thing. Um, but nonetheless, it's still very much unacceptable. This is what you'd, I, I guess, uh, see out of, like, the Angels, like the Angels bullpen, because they never have really anybody who's relative or meaningful in there, and they can never hold a lead. Um, and aside from that, uh, you know, I got to call out Aaron Boone here, and I'm not, you know, I don't want to keep, finding out a new person to criticize or a new person to call out. Um, but this has to fall on your manager at some point. Um, this is the manager's job to, you know, steer the ship clear right now while you're dealing with all these injuries. Um, and my biggest thing is that nobody's held accountable. Uh, nobody's called out in the media. I'm not saying go out and rip these guys to no end. We don't want that. But the conservatism and the buttoned up attitude after these losses we're turning the page. We're moving on. No, you're not. You're not moving on. The offense is still doing nothing. And when it does something, it's in a short spurt, and then it's over after that. The starting rotation is bad. Your ace is not doing the job that he needs to do. The bullpen, which is your biggest strength, which has had the least amount of issues in terms of injury turnover and consistency and whatnot, is, is faltering at a time when it simply cannot. This is the one area of the roster that cannot be falling flat on its face when the team needs it most at the end of the day the offense is going to be the offense we're missing you know three four key guys that's that's a large percentage of the lineup you're not going to get the same production I get that however batting Gary Sanchez fourth and not moving him way down in the lineup or you know I mean he did get the day off yesterday thank god but there has been he's he's been held accountable for absolutely nothing Brett Gardner love the guy but he is still starting and he's batting 170 um, I also am a big Mike Ford guy but Mike Ford's not delivering whatsoever at this point um, there needs to be some short some sort of shakeups there needs to be some sort of fire lit in, uh, lit under this team Aaron Boone is not doing it he has all these you know 
cut and dry responses that are not really calling anybody out, not really holding anybody accountable, not expressing any, I guess, I don't even know what the word is, but it doesn't seem like he, anybody is particularly disappointed in what's going on. Like they'll say they are, but the energy, the energy that we're seeing on the field day in and day out over these last 14 games, actions speak louder than words. You can go into a press game, uh, post game press conference and say, Hey, you know what? Like we got to turn it around. This, this can't be happening. And then you go out on the field the next day and you're seeing the same thing over and over and over. It's it, something's not adding up. And you, if we don't know what's going behind closed doors, we're just a bunch of guys talking in a basement, uh, trying to diagnose what's going on based on what we're watching on television. Um, but if you're, if you're, you know, if I have to do that, I'm sitting here and I'm saying the manager is not giving these guys the push or the accountability that they need to feel in order to rebound, because it seems like it's a whole lot of coddling. It seems like there's a whole, you know, ton of, it's like excuses, but not excuses. It's like, oh, you know, things happen. We're going to move on. It's like, no, think, you know, you're playing, the competition here is not world beating competition. Yes, the Rays are good, but guess what? The Rays have almost as many injuries as we do, maybe not to their lineup, but their pitching staff, which is their main strength, is missing so many key guys, and we can't even touch the bullpen. The Mets are the Mets. We shouldn't be splitting a six-game series with the Mets. I don't care if half of our lineup is out. I know, you know, yesterday was Tom Seaver Day, so there's not much we could do about that. The, the gods had lined it up, and that's the way it was. And, um, you know, rip to a legend. I'm glad. I'm, I actually am deep down glad that they were able to get it done for him because um, he's such an icon. But, I mean, it's just such, it's, it's such a pathetic showing from the Yankees at this point that I, I have to tab it on leadership right now. That's, that's, that's my take. Yeah. Agreed on the Tom Seaver game. I, I can't believe that that was us that had to play them in, in that game. And, and it became very clear, like, you know, you're going to look back at that game in, in 10 years and be like, it was so, we were never winning that game. And what was the point in showing up? But now, I, I mean, I, I, I hope that the Mets take the momentum from that win, don't squander it and turn it into a playoff run in the National League. I'm not one of those Yankee fans who hates the Mets. I don't mind the Mets at all. I, I don't really enjoy playing them because the animosity is weird, but I don't mind the Mets at all. But, but the issue is they're not going to hold on to that momentum. That was one day only, and it was against us. I, I know the Mets. I've seen them before. <laughs> they're not going to parlay that in anything. It's just going to be one day where we were very embarrassed, and we, some, for some reason, used four and a half hours of our lives to watch that game. Um, yeah, it, it, I mean, once again, the gods were smiling down upon them. Saw a lot of people talking about how uh, J.D. Davis on the 0-2 pitch picked up his teammate, Billy Hamilton. Yeah. Pick up your teammate is when, when a teammate makes a physical error, when a teammate makes a, you know, has an unfortunate break go against them. Pick up your teammate isn't when your teammate is stupid enough to steal third after stealing second uh, as the tying run in the ninth against the Rollis Chapman. Sometimes you deserve, you know, the deserve to lose after the Hamilton play got outweighed by the deserve to win because uh, of the gods. Um, and, and yeah, we're, we're going to look back on that and be ashamed that we were rooting for Yankees in that game, but we're, we're Yankee fans. What, what are you going to do? Um, but yeah, that, th this team is the most viscerally unpleasant to watch I I've seen since, since probably 2013. Um, yesterday's game reminded me of, I mean, it's one of those scars. Like we're, we're going to think about that game a lot. Yesterday's game reminded me of a 2013 game that is for some reason still scarred on my brain uh, when the Yankees we're in Chicago trying to fend off a sweep against the White Sox in summer 13. 
Red Sox are running away with the division, but the Yankees are kind of on the fringes of the wild card. Um, and two outs, 0-2 pitch. Mariano Rivera blew a save. Uh, so we go to extras. Cano hits a bomb. Yanks have a two-run lead in extras. Adam Warren is now in because there's no one else. He gets, the first, he gets the first two outs, and then the third out is a chopper back to the mound, and it hits his glove, and his glove, like, falls off, and he stumbles and falls on himself. And then, boom, boom, you know, walk-off triple by, I think, Alejandro de Aza, don't quote me, but somebody who sucked. Uh, yeah, that was – and that was, like – that was the most hopeless I felt as a Yankee fan in a long, long time watching that game unravel and just going there. There's another month and a half of baseball and they have no chance. They, they whatever they do, they don't have a chance. And that's kind of how I feel watching this team right now. I, I mean, could they make the postseason? Sure. And, but they also easily couldn't. And every time they have a lead between one and four runs, I'm mentally calculating what they can do to lose the game because that's what they've done lately. And there's no indicator that they're going to learn how to stop doing that. Um, it's just, it's just a woefully dead team. There's a lot of chatter about what this means moving forward and how, you know, comfortable and confident people are in, in the window being, you know, open for the foreseeable future. I think, I think family. It looks a little different for everyone. For some, it's mom and dad. For others, roommates who feel like family. And for others, it's your significant other, their golfing buddies, your children, a high school soccer team starting lineup, and oh look, they're all taking you up on the offer to stay for dinner, really testing the limits of that phrase, the more the merrier. But no matter where you call home, GEICO makes it easy to bundle and save on home and car insurance. Easier than making three frozen pizzas and assorted frozen veggies into a cohesive meal management and you're talking about the accountability i think management just took the foot off the gas pedal and said this is 2020 and it's short and we really don't care and we should have enough depth to get through this and if we don't we don't because they they made no moves at the deadline many contenders didn't wasn't just the yankees but they assessed the deadline and said this is a middle of the road team that can compete for a world series no matter what its postseason odds are if they get the players back healthy or could miss the postseason entirely, and then we lose out on this shortened season with no gate revenue. Um, I think that was the calculation, honestly. And you can't tell me, and you, could, you can debate whether they're right or not to do that, but you can't tell me the players on the field and the people behind the scenes care as much about 2020 as they do about 2021 and beyond. I think a lot of the dedication that this front office has shown to winning in the past has been stripped away by the unfortunate circumstances. I don't think they care that much. And I think they're being lapped by franchises that definitely do care. Um, and the Blue Jays care a lot. And they attack fastballs and they work the count and they're confident and they're never out of a game. Uh, and it's no longer an easy schedule if they have the same record as you and they look better. Um, so 10 games against the Blue Jays, it's going to change. Look, even going 5-5 five and five against them is probably good enough to get the Yankees to the postseason at this point. Uh, and we could punk them. You never know. You could look back at this in a couple of weeks and say – wow, we own the Blue Jays the same way we own the Red Sox. It's weird. We went eight and two. That was awesome. Uh, probably not going to happen. The Blue Jays offense is confident. The Blue Jays pitching behind Ryu isn't very good, but it hasn't mattered yet. Um, and, and we will see what happens. But it does feel like one of these two teams that's tied for the American League East second spot uh, is working really hard to secure a playoff berth. And the other one is working uh, the least hard you can be while still showing effort.
Yeah, just I, I'm confused by just so many things. Like, if we're going to go back to Boone and holding players accountable, Tyler Wade, that base running blunder is like you can't just – you can't sit there and talk to reporters and say, hey, you know, that was that was a mistake. You know, one of those mistakes that happens, it, it's not – that's not a mistake. A mistake is – like, I don't even know. But you can't just take off with zero outs in extras – on second base and just start running when a ball is hit in the air to right field. You, that, that is, that that's against, that's against the rules. You have to, you, he didn't, he looked for like a split second and then just said, screw it. I'm taking off. We have the top of the order up. I, I don't understand. Like guy, even issues like that, Brett Gardner sliding to stop that single when he didn't really need to, and then gives up a double. And then, you know, Hap, Hap did get knocked around that inning, but guess what? The next ball's a weak grounder to second. That was a double play. So maybe that big inning doesn't happen if we don't have these stupid mental errors that it's like, what are you doing? Um, don't forget Boone and, uh, changing his defense and, and pulling uh, LeMahieu over to first and putting Tyro Estrada at second in the eighth. That's not – that's a worse defensive alignment. And LeMahieu probably is shaded and stops the Ahmed Rosario single. Like, what is that? Yeah, I, that's a, that's I, a I defensive replacement that makes your defense worse. Yeah, and that, and that goes hand-in-hand hand with what lineups we're seeing. There is zero consistency to these lineups. The same play, like we have, like, uh, days ago, we have Brett Gardner batting third, hitting 164, and Gary Sanchez is still batting cleanup. He has, what, 11, 12 hits on the year? Um, you, these guys just – these guys need to be put in a place where they need to know that they're playing poorly – and they need to work back to gain their stature within the lineup because keeping them in certain situations and or or moving moving them around and not giving them a consistent spot where they feel like you know they need to make something happen is not is not sending the right message in my opinion I don't know I managed a little league team once so I kind of I do have a little bit of an idea we won the championship nice and yeah uh, I was I was co-manager. It was like it was like two or three of us. We kind of we always uh, we always switched on and off because we had work um, and things like that. But we need a co-manager. Give us a yeah. co-manager. We held we held kids accountable. We had we had some we had some we had some not bad kids. You know, like bad kids in school. Like they didn't get good grades, and uh, a lot of them cursed. You know, when they were in the batter's box. Uh, so we had to hold people accountable. I had to hold a bunch of thirteen-year-olds accountable. I was like a twenty-three-year-old. It's not hard because they would talk trash back to me too. I feel like it's a lot easier as an MLB manager if you could just, you know, make executive decisions and, you know, no one's going to be really yelling at you or, you know, talking trash to you. Uh, one of my favorite quotes, just so we don't get uh, – b- before we get off topic, uh, I said to – we always tried to get them to run out to the field to send the right message, hustle out there. Um, and uh, one kid was walking, and he, he made, like, a snide comment. I forgot what it was. And I go, don't be a smart Alec. And he turns to me and he walks back and he goes, my name's not Alec. And then he jogged back out to his position. So that was the stuff I was dealing with as a 23-year-old man battling a bunch of 13-year-olds. But yeah, I feel like you know when you have to hold people accountable. I understand that Brett Gardner is a seasoned veteran on this team and kind of, you know, a Yankees legend uh, in a sense. And Gary Sanchez has had his foothold in this lineup for however long, but that doesn't matter. These circumstances are different and it's a shortened season. So there's really no time to just keep 
throwing stuff out there and seeing see if it sticks. You know, you got to go with your best guys and you got to make sure that you're doing everything you can to motivate them. And these post-game press conferences are just depressing and they're sending the wrong message, in my opinion. I, I, that's, that's what I get out of this. I'm watching this yesterday and I'm just like, I don't understand. Like, why is there is no, there's no criticism of this team and th there needs to be because everybody knows what's going on. It's not like we're seeing, you know, errors here, few and far between. It's happening on a consistent basis now with a core of guys that you're, that you have to move forward with. You have no choice. So these are your guys right now and they need to understand, you know, the, the circumstances. And I don't, I don't think they do. I also think it is fair to note that the Yankees over the past, you know, three years, um, and 2017 wasn't Boone. The 2017 was the last year already year. But over the, the 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020, the Yankees have been punked, just shoved in their face by the Astros, 2018 Red Sox, and 2020 Rays, right? These three teams have directly confronted the Yankees. It supposedly, each, each season, there have been two teams that have been sort of the class of the American League. 2017, it was the Indians and Astros. So the Yankees weren't supposed to be there. So it was like, you know, the Yankees were just this, this uh, infiltrator of the party. Um, and the Astros obviously felt confident because the Yankees were just these kids and they didn't know what they were doing. And they went home and they took care of business and they shoved it in our face with all the Lance McCullers curveballs in a row or whatever. And it was depressing. But then, you know, we made a leadership change. The 2018 Yankees are all in, right? They get Giancarlo Stanton for free. They got a new manager and new attitude. And then inexplicably, you got the Red Sox on the other side of the rivalry who have not improved their roster really at all in the offseason. And they're just all – they're like, okay, well, we're all now twice as good as we were last year. How do you feel about that? And the Yankees' response was wilting, just objectively being the second-best team all year. At no point were they close to the Red Sox. Uh, they got, you know, intimidated. Luis Severino threw an ill-informed brushback pitch in that series they played at Fenway in August, the horrible four-game sweep. Um, and then the Red Sox, you know, punched us in game one of the DS. We punched back by taking game two of Fenway. And then Aaron Judge gloated with the boombox, and they punched back in game three by winning 16-1 to one on our turf with Brock Holt hitting for the cycle, right? That complete oh. punking. Uh, so we cut to the Rays. Uh, same team, same Yankee team, same attitude. Uh, the Rays throw at us. We retaliate. Aroldis Chapman goes off script and throws a ball at a dude's head. Uh, Kevin Cash goes crazy in the postgame. Uh, and what's Aaron Boone's response to that? This is the first time we maybe hold the upper hand all year, right? They're, they're scrambling around a little bit. They're still 7-2 and two against us, but we're trying to turn the tide. If we can win that third game, we can win a lot of momentum going forward. Kevin Cash goes crazy and threatens us, and Aaron Boone's response is, well, that's, uh, you know, that's, that's scary stuff. That, that is yeah. scary. Uh, that that scares me and and Kevin and I are are good friends so uh <clears throat> you know if I if I got to talk to Kevin I I think we'll uh, we'll go have a conversation and then the next day uh double home run single home run four nothing before an out's been recorded Brasso hits the second homer and the Rays have you in their pocket again um and it's embodied in that post game press conference Kevin Cash going crazy, dropping threats. It was insane. It was bad behavior for a manager. You deserve more than a one-game suspension. And Boone's response to the threat wasn't, wasn't, we'll see you tomorrow. Wasn't, let's see what happens on the field. It was, that's scary. Uh, and, yeah, it's all scary. The Yankees play <laughs> scared. 
and, and this is, yeah, this is like a the, the Astros series in 2017 was kind of the same core and kind of a previous generation. But 2018 with the Sox and 2020 with the Rays, it's kind of the same thing. You're going nose to nose with your number one rival for a given season. Uh, Yankees have the better roster both times, I would say. I would say the Yankees had a better roster than the Red Sox in 2018. But they Steve pierced the hell out of us. They had all these dudes who fought and scrapped and clawed. And we, we had a, a roster that was a little porcelain and a management that was a little, you know, that did not have the foot on the gas pedal in the same way. I like to get after Alex Cora for telling the Yankees to suck on it. But you know what? After doing what you did, you had the right to tell the Yankees to suck on it. And I can't imagine Aaron Boone ever doing anything in that ballpark. And no, I don't want Aaron Boone telling anyone to suck on it at any point in time. But I would like to see a little bit of the fervor and fire. That's all I'm saying. And I have to watch this team. And you have to be on this team. Both are tough feelings. Uh, 24 more games of this. I guess I'll be rooting for them to make the postseason because it's all I have. I wake up in the morning, wake up, get, eat my breakfast, think about how the Yankees are going to blow a game in nine hours, uh, then watch them blow a game in nine hours, uh, and then stare <laughs> at a wall. Um, we used to have, you know, we used to have distractions from bad sports losses. We used to be able to, oh, man, that's a horrible loss. I guess I'll go to a bar. I guess I'll see my friends. Well, we, we can't do that anymore. So now it's a horrible sports loss again. I guess I'll stare at a different wall and then go to sleep and wake up thinking about that horrible sports loss again. So I'll keep watching. I, I need this to change. I, I can't take much more of this, but I also have to. Yeah, and it's, it, it's funny because they still have a winning record. And it, yeah, it's, they're 2016. We're it just feel, it it uh, no, it feels it feels like they're it feels like they're 12 and 26, like the Red Sox, uh, yeah. because we're we we are we are indeed sucking on it. Whatever it is, we we are sucking it, and uh, it's it, it's just it, it it's the same thing, you know. We won we we won we had 200 plus win seasons the last two years, and it's kind of just the same it's the same energy when they go through these dry patches and these, and these, uh, these slumps, it's like, what team am I watching? Um, and it's frustrating because in, in reality, you shouldn't be complaining, but this year is unlike any other, because we have a ton of injuries. There are people underperforming. We have managerial issues and the front office kind of, uh, like we said, stood back at the deadline to, you know, halt the morale in, in its tracks after we got those three, straight huge wins against the Mets um but this series against the O's I can't believe I'm saying this series against the O's is all important because it is it's very important and if we don't I mean we're gonna split I feel like we're gonna split we have to win three split is not what we need especially if we lose the finale but you know as like you said as long as we can as long as we can hold on against the Blue Jays and just not get completely kicked under kicked under the bus then it'll it'll be maybe okay but even the Stanton injury update what is that he's ways away the timeline was three to four weeks it's now in its fourth week it's two days away from him being I'm sorry what is what's today the fourth it's four days away from him being out a full month when he was placed on the IL we have no idea what's happening with Aaron Judge there, there's just there's a lack of clarity all around so that's why everything feels like a mess and that's why we are where we are and that's why we're feeling this way the judge stuff is so bad. The judge stuff is classified as a failed rehab, which means they're going to hold him out as long as they possibly can now. He's out for three weeks at least. It's so bad. And the Stanton stuff just – like, you know, I, I no, nothing accusatory, just said with completely straight face, I do not understand how he's not ready to come play baseball again. I don't understand. I don't know what, what, what could be in his legs that would prevent him from coming back. 
if they just want to make sure he is a thousand percent healthy before sending him back out there, I do comprehend that. The season makes no sense. But I, I don't know what the world is where he could have done something so damaging to his leg by by sprinting the second base uh, that he's not even doing baseball activities yet. But I don't want to think about that. I just want to think about taking a series from the Baltimore Orioles. Glad this is a four-game series and not like another five-gamer. I, I, the mechanics of the 2020 season keep getting me. I, I hate them all. Um, but that is it for this episode of the Yanks Go Yard podcast. Uh, what a mess. I don't know who this is even for. Our haters probably aren't listening this far. Uh, we should probably release this to our haters directly. This is for them. Um, remember, you can catch us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. Please drop us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. Remember, we are not the actual Yankees. We are a podcast, so do not leave the reviews that you would like to leave for Aaron Boone and the rest of the roster. Make sure to give us five stars and just leave your anger in the comments. Uh, you can find me at Adam Weinrib on Twitter, and that is my name. My name is Adam Weinrib. And I'm Thomas Carinante. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. You can find me at Tommy's underscore takes. We're also running the at Yanks Go Yard FS Twitter account, the official Twitter account. Live tweeting during games, very unhappy recently, but we're there. We're there for the interaction, and uh, we welcome any and all of it. Yeah, so until next week, when we hopefully have a happier recap of a Baltimore Orioles battle, but are definitely braced to talk about the exact same things, see ya. Enjoy your pizza, folks. Pizza Friday. Progressive's Home Court Explorer lets you easily compare our direct rates with multiple companies. Now that we've covered something you could do, it's time for Sports Stuff You Definitely Could Not Do. If you were head coach, you would not have gone for it on fourth down. Your confidence in your play-calling ability might be a little overblown, considering you're barely confident in which restaurant to order takeout from, let alone choosing a play in front of 70,000 screaming fans. But you definitely can use Progressive's Home Court Explorer to easily compare rates. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. 
All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.